No, breaking news. The Oklahoma-Wichita State game has been canceled for tonight. Canceled. Um, here is the update. Am I the only one that every time I say update, I think of the Unsolved Mysteries music? Have we done this bit before? I think we've done this bit before. I'll move on. Anyway, here's the update. The um, And I owe you draft talk. OU and its game against Wichita State has been canceled due to inclement weather. The game will not be rescheduled. The Sooners are scheduled to go to Tulsa tomorrow with first pitch at 5 o'clock. But weather in Tulsa is being monitored as well. Oklahoma hosts Kansas this weekend for senior weekend at Marita Hines Field. 6P Friday, 2 o'clock Saturday, 1 o'clock on Sunday. Hmm. Well, that's uh, I hate that for fans in the Wichita area. I hate that for Tulsa fans. It, because, I mean, listen, if I don't see the forecast clearing up in time for Oklahoma to be able to play in Tulsa tomorrow night. But... We'll keep our fingers crossed. I won't lie. I'm, I wish they could have found a way where, say, the weather was a little bit better here than it was in, in Wichita where Patty would have been able to say, hey, you guys come up here and play or down here and play, and then we'll just go up there twice. Because I think this is a really good Wichita team. I think that would have been a heck of a challenge for Oklahoma. But no game. No game tonight, Josh Helmer, for OU softball which means I have an entire suitcase packed and all my equipment packed up for no reason. I was Because we were going to go – I don't know. Have we talked about this? If we have, I'm sorry. I'm old. Things. I don't think so. We the, the plan was to go to Tulsa after the game tonight. So we would have gone – Wichita played, traveled to Tulsa, stayed overnight in Tulsa, and then – we would have been doing our show on, what would that be, Wednesday morning from Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Now it doesn't look too promising for any of it. But, again, as it stands right now, the game for tomorrow night is still on with a 5 o'clock first pitch. The game for tonight, canceled between Oklahoma and Wichita State. Which means now I can go back to rooting for Wichita State. I think they're a heck of a story, man. Uh, the Aguilar girl, the the freshman pitcher that they have, has been fantastic. They um they're legit. So again, breaking news: no softball tonight, no plank show from I thirty five. I feel like we had to do that a couple years ago, right? We had to leave during the show, and we traveled up I thirty five. But again, no softball tonight. All right, you you want to shift to draft? We got some time here. Or did you want to? We hit? may. Okay. NFL draft. Big news broke last night, and you tell me how this affects the way that Josh Helmer is thinking about the top overall pick in the draft. And I don't know how you feel about odds and and bets and spreads moving all over the place, but this one I tend to find somewhat fascinating. Darren Ravel tweeted this at PointsBetUSA. Now, quick pause. When you see the odds, the over-unders for – draft prospects that's usually more of kind of an app-based thing I don't really know 
how into some of the player props the the Vegas lines truly are. But big movement in the NFL draft overnight. Will Levis moved from fifty to one to twenty to one to go number one overall, and then just moved again to ten to one to move over uh, to be number one overall. From where? From fifty to which, twenty. Which service? Points Bet USA. Okay. I'm not in the gambling world, so I don't know how legit they are, but um. Just like every single one of those websites, they act like they care about your gambling addiction, but they also have advertisements to induce you to gamble nonstop, <laughs> right. which is hilarious to me. It's like gambling addiction. Yeah, I'm listening to this right now. Die, but I don't need help. Just tell me what free stuff I get. Let's go. Just tell me how I can win. How, how can I win? How can I get for free? Um, Fifty to one to twenty to one to ten to one seems pretty significant, right? It's it's a massive leap up the board, no doubt. I mean, it makes you think that clearly they have, on some type of authority, it's an option that's now on the table. Seriously being considered. Whether that's somebody trading up. Right. Or that that's getting thought about right there at number one. I still think it's probably going to be. I still think it's, it's Bryce, Bryce Young. Young, yeah. Maybe. Or that's just a way to entice people to bet that Levis 10-1. to 1. Um, I don't know what to think. I don't know what to think. I, I have – you guys know I'm a complete and total nerd when it comes to the draft. I can't – I can't possibly stop reading st- – I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a Connor Orr mock draft. I cannot stand Connor Orr. I can't stand him. But yet, he's got a mock draft out, so I'll read it. (laughs) So, he's got Will Levis as the second quarterback off the board, going number four overall to the Colts. Now, I don't know about you, Josh Helmer, but I – I mean, I just think I'm – if I'm needing a quarterback and I'm going to take a quarterback, again, I don't know if Will Levis is that dude – you know, you could go back and say, well, people are saying the same thing about Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, but but Patrick Mahomes had shown flashes. There had been some games where he – you look back and, I mean, OU, Texas Tech from what was that, 16. You know, he had those games where you're like, dang, man, this guy, he's got a little something. Will Levis doesn't really have those games. Anthony Richardson has some of those games. and We talk about grading the flashes, but I don't want to get too bogged down here. My point is, Will Levis, you – um. Are you in on Will Levis? Because I'm not. Need more information on Will Levis. Don't feel like I know a ton about him. Feel the same way. Haven't haven't watched a lot of him. There's not really a lot to watch. You know? Anyway, I uh, I am now all in on two guys for Vegas. I know our man Bumpy Rhodes behind it said, who do you want the Raiders to pick at seven on Thursday on, on the uh, text? Will line. Levis? Will Levis. No, let me tell you something. If C.J. Stroud is there, go get him. Get it done. Get C.J. Stroud. Um, I'm fine. If Bryce Young happens to tumble and Will Levis goes number one, let's go get Bryce Young. Anthony Richardson. If you trade back. If you trade back and you're sitting at seven and someone moves up and you get a first next year, 
or whatever, or you you stockpile third, fourth, whatever it takes to move down a few spots. If you say move down to 11, um, or if, let's see, who else could possibly move up? The commander's at 16. If he's still there at 16, then I say you think about it. I say you think about it. The over-under, I've used this a lot, so if I've said it again, I apologize. The over-under on B. John Robinson at last check was 15 and a half. Um, whoa. That's from April 11th. Okay. Because it was 15 and a half. It was earlier. Earlier it was 25 and a half. I wish I would have got that a little bit earlier. But here's four of the most intriguing props for the for um the NFL draft. Two of them involve Big 12 guys. Real quick. Number one, B. John Robinson over under 15 and a half. Which way would you go? You think he goes higher than 15 or lower than 15? I'd, I'd say – I'd say – be a push. No, I think it'll go – I think he'll go lower. Oh, so you think he'll go below? 16 or okay, later. Okay, I would bet the other way just because I think he's going eighth overall to the Falcons. Um, Quinton Johnston over under 26 and a half. I think I'd go – I think I'm going to say over. Oh, so you think he goes a little higher? No, 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 no. Yeah, the opposite. Uh, okay. Yeah, under, under. Okay. Okay. Um, three and a half for Will Anderson Jr. Under. So you think he's going to end up being the second or third pick in the draft? Yeah. Mm, that's a tough one for me. I, I wish that they had. What's the over under on Max Duggan? <laughs> but here's the other one that I was looking for because I got to be honest with you. I uh, I didn't realize that they don't do draft odds on like every single first round pick so if I were to say Anton Harrison over under 28 and a half over being he goes over all right I think you're right I think you're right on that front and I still think there's a good chance he's one of those final picks in the first round I do too I do too but asked to pick one way or the other I I would say over more likely that he's at that point or beyond. I was looking. I mentioned Connor Orr's mock draft. Here's a couple of Big 12 names. He's got Julius Brents going 17th in the first round. It feels like he's picking up some late momentum here. And size 6'3", 198, man. Yeah. I mean, just unusual size for a corner. He's got Bijan going 18th overall in the first round to the Detroit Lions. Kind of a luxury pick there, right? He actually has two running backs going in the first round, which I find to be kind of interesting. But um, let's see. I was at twenty-eight. Who's the other back? Uh, Jameer Gibbs. Ah, yeah. He's got your Chiefs taking Will McDonald the fourth as the last pick in the first round. Cyclone. Iowa State Cyclone, who is playing out of position all year long. He's got four Big Twelve guys going in the first round. I wouldn't hate that pick. I. You ready for a very a hot sports take? I'd be just as happy with Will McDonald as I would be with Tyree Wilson. Or, excuse me, um, yeah, Tyree Wilson. And Tyree the Wilson. The Texas Tech kid? Yeah, could go number two overall in the draft. I'd be just as happy getting Will McDonald as I would be with Tyree Wilson. So, there you go. Just a couple of draft nuggets. I, I, I've got Lucas Aaron, Van Ness, number seven. Is that, where, is that where he has him? Or is that where you have him projected? <laughs> Your Raiders. I would take that. I would be – oh, I didn't tell you who I – so, if C.J. Stroud or – Bryce Younger there, get him, trade down, get Anthony Richardson. But I want Nolan Smith out of Georgia. I want Luke Van Ness 
uh, or I want the uh, Gonzalez kid out of Oregon. Those are my three choices. The Gonzalez kid is Christian Gonzalez, their corner. So those are my three choices right now. You got to affect the quarterback. You think uh, the Raiders are going QB? No, I don't. I think they will later. Tank. I think that I think that they're going to give Jimmy G the chance this year, and then I think they'll be big time in the quarterback market next year. I think they'll draft a Dorian Thompson Robinson in the like fifth or sixth round. Yeah, get get a little uh, help for the right. room. Right, or or maybe someone that I can't stand, like the Tanner McKee kid out of Stanford, just to make me more miserable <laughs> yeah. about this coaching staff. But yeah, there you go. Lot lot of draft buzz, lot of draft buzz building. I cannot buy Will Levis as the top quarterback in the draft. I Two just days. can't. Two days, we'll find out uh, what the first round looks like. All right, Texas has announced some schedule updates for their future. Let's get a little scout on, speaking of Texas, the newest Oklahoma wide receiver. Plus, what does Eric Gray say and feel about his draft positioning? We'll tell you next. All right, let's 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 get this story out of the way because a lot of people have been asking about it. Um, this was off the air. I'm my mind just has not accepted that Air Comfort Solutions is no longer part of the text line. 405-651-3439. Um, 405 writes, on three, said, oh, you got a commitment from a quarterback from Michigan State. I believe he's the 78th best player in 2020. Well, it is a former quarterback. Uh, Hamp Fay. Hamp Fay. Can't say I'm too familiar with Hamp um, entered the transfer portal, is on his way to Oklahoma. He is listed as a quarterback slash tight end. 6'5", 250. A former three-star quarterback, signed with Michigan State in 2021. Um... Faye was one of the few members of the class who actually visited campus before the pandemic shut down in-person uh, in-person recruiting for a year. Took a redshirt as a true freshman, moved from quarterback to safety during fall camp last year. He switched positions again to tight end during the season and remained there through spring practice before entering the portal on April 18th. Um, a little bit more here on Faye from MLive.com. Have they added him to the mix yet on the OU Insider page? I don't they see have not. Faye um, did have experience as a pass catcher at Alito High School. He was their starting wide receiver while a backup quarterback on a team that won the Texas 5A Division II State Championship. He played at All Saints Episcopal School the following season and took over as the starting quarterback, but suffered a torn labrum, which cost him the season. And with Michigan State Titans Daniel Barker and Tyler Hunt using their final season of eligibility, Faye felt like he needed to go somewhere else to join the mix. And, oh, by the way, the uh, Michigan State 
Oh, wait, hold on. Three, two, one. Let me reset that. Let me reset. I'm sorry. I botched that. Uh, the, I did not read through the explanation. But Daniel Barker and Tyler Hunt used their final season of eligibility, so not using, used. So they're gone. And they have Malik Carr back. And then they added Tyneel Hopper out of Boise State, Jalen Franklin out of Wisconsin, and Adamolia Falei out of Norfolk State. So it was an opportunity where maybe maybe this dude, uh, Ham Fay, thought, all right, I've got an opportunity to play this year. But Michigan State just went out and overloaded the position in the transfer portal, so he decided it's time for me to move on. There's a there's my update. Oh, Jeff in DFW. The Faye Dozer. <laughs> well done, Jeff. Yeah, I just because he's a big dude that's moved to tight end, I don't think we automatically have to compare him right away to Blake Bell, but I understand the I understand the logical need and fill that feel, feel, feel that you would move into tight end. But, hey, if there was one thing that we took away from the spring game, it is they need more numbers in the tight end room right now just because of health and issues. And did Blake Smith make an incredible catch with a club on his hand? You bet he did. But still – you need a little bit more while Caden Helms and Jason Llewellyn get healthy in that room. Does this tell us that one of their injuries might be a little more serious than maybe we've been led to believe? Maybe so. Or they just flat out say, hey, we need more help there. Yeah. And but there's a lot of guys, though, and if those guys are healthy, gosh, there's – You're starting to look, and you're right. Stockner, a- Smith, you got McIntyre there. You got each of those two. I mean, that's five guys. Yeah, you start looking at those numbers, and it's a fairly crowded room, but you need everyone to be healthy. So you got Blake Smith, and and I've said this. Maybe uh, one of these guys is a fullback type? Maybe so. Well, I mean, I I don't just say it because, you know, Ma Marie might be listening to the show, but I've said it a thousand times. I think Caden Helms is going to be a rock star. I really do. It's just a matter of staying and getting healthy. I mean, you're talking about – 6'5", 251 as a tight end? Let's go. But in in Blake Smith, in Caden Helms, I I think the Josh uh, – is, is the Josh Fanuel, is that the kid that was playing basketball that ended up moving to to tight end and, and giving, bas- uh, giving football an opportunity? So you had him, Austin Stogner, Jason Llewellyn – and, you know, Hamp Fay adds a sixth body to that room. You're right. And then the freshman that's coming in, so you can have seven tight ends in that room, but you want you like to run a lot of two tight formations, so maybe it's just a matter of depth. Yeah, that's a lot. Didn't Faye come as a walk-on? I have no idea. I, I, I If he did, great. But I don't think we're talking about scholarship numbers here more than anything. We're just talking about bodies, right, Josh? When you look at that room, bodies-wise, that's a lot of people to have in one room for the tight end. But again, I got they need to be healthy. You're not able to use them in practice. I guess this broke, what, late last night? Is Hamp Fay a late-night guy? Because somehow I'm seeing tweets from like 2 or 1 in the morning whenever this happened. At least whenever a few. No, no I guess it was more yesterday afternoon. There you go, Hamp Fay. 
You find anything on him in your in-depth research here? Uh, no. <laughs> I've, I've got nothing specific to add. I was trying to find out if uh, anybody had the official report, walk-on or scholarship guy. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I think they're pretty good on numbers. So, in my world, uh, yeah, I, you can say, well, he's coming as a walk-on. Great. Still a lot of people in that room. 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Um, there is also other ways to get in touch with the show. That's on Twitter, at Josh on Ref. I'm at Plank Show. All right, um, get to the phones. Get to the phones, 405-329-9000. That's the Riverwind. What's going on? What's happening right now? <laughs> Sorry, Doc B wants uh, an update on whether or not they're playing baseball tonight. Oh, okay. We do not have an update on baseball yet. Turf Field, think there's a good chance they play. Is that an, op- is that an op- optimistic outlook? Well, it definitely helps. We're not playing softball tonight, if and, anyone was wondering. And Yeah, we're, we're all good. Sorry. <laughs> um. And also, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Joe John doing um, – hold on here. No, no, no. Listen, okay, I want to defend this. Joe John doing work. Let's pass on a top 100 tight end in Malachi Coleman and bring in a backup from A&M, backup from Michigan State, and a tight end from Cameron University. I, I, I could not disagree more. Jason Llewellyn, high-profile guy. Caden Helms, high-profile guy. Malachi Coleman, it work out. Why? Because they got the other kid that's coming in. So let's see what happens with McIntyre. Yeah, McIntyre. That's who I. That's the name I can never remember. Is McIntyre that's coming in? So and they went and got Stogner. I, I could not disagree with that assessment more. But if if you feel, yeah, I like, think they're going to be okay there. If, if you, you think they're going to be fine, at if you in. tell me that Helms and Llewellyn are healthy right now, then I think they're fine. Okay, so with that in mind, adding and I see Bill on hold. Bill, I'm going to get right to you. Who has dropped off, by the way, and that's oh. why I kept answering the phone because I'm like, was well, Bill? Just- never mind. There's a line open at four zero five three two nine nine thousand. Um, so what's next then? We've often thought that tight end is a big need just from a body's perspective, but what's next? I mean, Colin KC writes, I'd like, I'd really like to see oh, you get a couple of portal offensive linemen. I think the guys will gel and will be fine, but it would nice to have a little nice to have a little bit more depth. I kind of would like to see some of the dudes on campus step up, to be honest with you. Well, and and you went and you got Schaefer. Right. I mean and, and Rouse. I, I, I think it would be really nice to see a Colin Montgomery show that he's got something. I think it'd be really nice to see you know, Jake Taylor factor into that mix. I think it'd be nice to see, um, oh gosh, wh- whose name did I just absolutely be- – oh, Aaron Parks. Is he going to be something? You know, these are the names that I, I'd like to see these guys get that opportunity and, and see what they can do. And if that's not the case, if Nate Anderson's not going to be a dude, all right, I'm with you 100%. Now, keep in mind, it's very – the Bear uh, – who's the Bear guy from Georgia – that's in the Bear port. Alexander. Bear this, Alexander. Yeah, what's the USC. USC? Those types of names aren't out there right now, right? So you're looking for depth from guys that are in the portal because they couldn't play or weren't cracking the lineup where they were. Bear Alexander was apparently a surprise to everyone involved at Georgia, but I gotta tell you something. I am, uh, I'm intrigued to see what might be next on the portal side of things, and then also in that, you know, who's 
who's in that mix from an offensive line or maybe do they want to try to go get another uh, defensive line? I would say the only area, a couple of areas where I could not or would not see them being involved in the portal would be what? Something in the secondary. You seem like they're pretty good there. Feel pretty good about the numbers in the running back room. What, maybe maybe a running back? Or no? Is this is that me worried about Marcus Major in the portal, the only reason you might be looking to go bring in a back? And Javante Barnes was out and injured, so he automatically adds someone to I that I think room. you're okay there. I, you think so? Okay. Yeah. Wide receiver? Wide receiver, you could add one, though. And it, they just did. Yeah, it, but and it sounds like they're done. Okay. Is this it, then? Adding a tight end for depth? For a program that says it's not going to be very active in the portal? That might or at be the it. very least, the foundation is going to be built through high school recruiting? Well, and we're saying, hey, where, where can they still – they've added, what, 13, 14 guys? Pretty large number now when you add the – the two guys that have just popped in from the portal from Texas and Michigan State. Yeah, and again, I'm not – if you want to have that mindset of, oh, geez, we're getting backups here, that's – in trying to get guys healthy and bring guys along, they're going to have a specialized role. They're not going to be every down guys. That's just, just kind of my experience in watching the Sooners and the way they've used this position. All right, um, quick break. When we come back, let's hit – we just started a sprinkle in the text message. Let's hit the best of the texts, 405-651-3439. We got our top five stories today right around the corner. And again, breaking news, OU softball not traveling to Wichita tonight. The game has been canceled, will not be made up, not looking very good for Tulsa tomorrow night. Looks like that game could be in peril as well. I'm so sorry for those of you who had tickets and we're making the path, but the Sooners will return home Friday, Saturday, Sunday against Kansas. And no word yet on baseball tonight. As it stands right now, baseball very much in line to play this evening against ORU. But we'll continue to monitor it as we roll on right here on The Ref. By the way, my, my man Marcos checked in on the uh, email. It brings up a really good point. First of all, Marcos, yes, I, I, I rotate between the Boz, the big country, and just a good old-fashioned cheese or pepperoni pizza from hideaway this is a rotation right when i eat there you have a go-to are you are uh, you boss is good do you live the hideaway life oh i live the hideaway life I, I mean for me it would probably just be pepperoni oh no by the way breaking news steel man steel man lincoln riley is on first take this morning is there something is there something different about lincoln's hair come here can you come in here real quick? Yeah. Come look at this. Here, Josh is walking in. That's different, right? I mean, look at that. It, maybe he was just wearing a hat and just took it off, but is there is there m more hair there? What is that? What's going on here? I think he's got product in. You think so? Yeah, okay. I think he's like moosed it or All right. okay. Or it's the the light that he's got. He's yeah, got okay. like a TV light. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> Steely. Look at him. He wouldn't even do any media. <laughs> he does. It, I, it looks like he's got a little sunburn going there. He's got uh, he's got the TV light, I think. You uh, think so? I think yeah. he got the little circle light? He's probably making uh he's it's probably making shining Clark, off his forehead. He's probably making Clark hold the light. Um <laughs> Oh, this is really 
USC head football coach, coached three Heisman winners, Baker, Kyler, and Kalen. You take that out of your mouth when you talk to USC coach Lincoln Riley. You just put Caleb Williams up there, and that is it. Anyway, um, I'm a big hideaway guy, so I love it. It's my favorite. It's, it's numero uno. And I like the new location on 24th. Have you been there yet? The no, old, I have the not. old Zio's. Thought Zio's had a pretty good run, but so it's over there by the uh, Target, by the GameStop. It's right across the street from the Target, in the front on the front porch of. It's a nice little storefront. What's that, what's that little? Um, what's the restaurant? Are the um, Crest? Yeah. So anyway, um, Marcos, we were he was talking about his go-to is the Boz. Uh, I got some hate I saw on the fried mushrooms. You did, yes. Yeah, that that grossed somebody out. I'm I love fine. fried mushrooms. I love them. I oh, can me eat too. Them every day. But anyway, Marcos, in talking hideaway, brought this up. I think it's a really good point. Hang it. Bill, Bill, give me two minutes to read this email and I'll get right to you. Guys, I feel like this isn't getting enough run. OU baseball just accomplished something for the first time ever, all time in program history a sweep of storied UT baseball in Austin. A year ago, I had no idea they'd be in the College World Series in Omaha, much less make it to the finals. Last week, I would have said again, no way. But after this weekend sweep, I feel like their rotation is settling out as, uh, yeah, settling in as one of the best three strong starters. One of the best, and in quotations, three strong starters. And the bullpen is shaping up. Skip learned, like last year with Trevin, he can really only trust a couple of arms and has to expect them to go multiple innings instead of just one. Also, on another note, I still get Houston's weekly athletics department digest email, and their baseball team is way out in first place in the American and have won four straight series. After OU went down to Houston and swept them last month, I kind of thought they turned the corner. Hopefully this is the final pivot for the team to ride in ascension to the postseason. Well written. Sorry, I botched a few of those, Marcos. But it's a good point. And, and listen, this show is a little bit more softball. And the morning show is a little bit more baseball. Right? I mean, I'm with Coach Casso and the team everywhere they go. Um, well, almost everywhere they go. Toby's with the baseball team everywhere they go. So there's a little bit more inside information there on that than there is here. But I – I agree with you a thousand percent, Marcos. I don't feel like we've talked enough, Josh, about what baseball accomplished this weekend. That's huge. Oh, it was gigantic. And let's see how these next, you know, next month and couple of weeks play out. That might have been the series that totally alters the complexion of the season the rest of the way going forward. They've obviously got a lot of work to do to make that the case and not just make it this, uh, hey, well, remember when we swept Texas type right. moment in the season? But, uh, yeah, it's tough to do. They've never done it. So it's history in that respect. And, and let's see if that's not just the uh, season alterer. Exactly. What's going on, Bill? Welcome to the show. How are you, buddy? How you guys doing today? Outstanding, Bill. How are you? Good. I was just on talk about that player you were talking about from Michigan State. It yes. sounds like he's just going to be an athlete. They can maybe just find the, the best position for him. Yeah, I mean, and like we said, he'd been a quarterback. He had played safety for a little bit. He comes in as a guy who has been a tight end, but it sounds like he can do a little bit of everything. And when you're, let me see, 6'5", 220, 
You know, there's a lot of different things that they might – and special teams. Maybe you can be a major contributor for them on special teams too. Okay, uh, here's a thought. Is he just a uh, sophomore? Um, let's see here. The I'm not sure. I think he's a sophomore with two years of eligibility left. Or, excuse me, a junior with two years of eligibility left. I, I was just thinking – there was a there was a player years ago, Romero, that retired. I think he started out tied in, and he got what, drafted as an offensive lineman. Is maybe they can beef him up for that six five. He, you know, maybe down in the future he might look at an offensive lineman. My man, you are going back and bringing up Frank Romero. Look at that memory. That's like two thousand and one. <laughs> All right, Bill. Thanks yeah. for the call. I appreciate it, man. All right, thank you. I like Frank Romero. Speaking of that, he's one of my all time favorite Sooners. I'll see Frank on social media every now and then. Dude looks good now. I think he's got three seasons of eligibility left. Three? Okay. Because uh, he redshirted his freshman year. See, I keep forgetting because I thought to myself, right, let's remember, he came in, he was part of that recruiting class in 2021, and he redshirted, so. 2022 is the only year he's. Yeah, 22, yeah, so he would. He would have three years. And you don't get that COVID year. In 21, you would have to have been on the roster in 2020, if my understanding is correct. That's a great understanding, and thank goodness for that. I think. <laughs> I think. No, you're right. Okay. You're right. Which is why Jada Coleman and T.R.A. Jennings and Nicole May only have one more year of eligibility. Because they weren't a part of the pandemic. They weren't a part of the pandemic here in, in collegiate, in college. All right, um, 1049, let's break. I, you know, like, like Bill brought up. Maybe it can be more versatile. You know, you look 6'5", 220, it's a pretty good frame. You know, and maybe there could be some short yardage things that you use him in. Uh, Davis Bevel is tall, but he's not necessarily thick. We'll see what this means potentially going forward to the newest member of the Oklahoma Sooners as unveiled on Twitter.com last night. Michigan State quarterback, tight end, one-time safety, Hamp. Faye. And what a name. Hamp? Is that a common name and I'm just not used to it? No. I've never met anyone in my in my life named Hamp. Is it short for like Hampton? It's got to be. Right? Free? I don't know. But anyway, that's the news. Quick break. Text or next on the ref. I'm sure Parker can talk about this more, but I'm always in the playing checkers or playing chess, not checkers mindset. We were talking about Hamp Faye, the new addition to the Oklahoma Sooner roster, according to him. I mean, Oklahoma hasn't <laughs> he tweeted it, so and everyone ran with it. But I um I wasn't aware of this. It's also a, a really good angle, and the six two oh points it out. Another perk, his little brother is a very highly ranked offensive player tackle okay I see his work in here get the uh, McCullough kid bringing his brother get Hamp Faye all over his brother so I like the way you're thinking I like the way you're thinking by the way this guy had a fantastic text yesterday too this guy I don't know who this is can I give you a name sir DG, 11 of 17, 140 yards, three touchdowns. Jackson Arnold, 6 of 14, 64 yards, and a touchdown. Please don't stir up these backup QB idiots. Harrington, Pearson were my two MVPs. But can I go ahead and give you the retort to that? 
Well, Jackson Hartley played the first team offensive line. Like to see what Dylan Gabriel would have done with that offensive line help that Jackson Arnold had. There you go. There's my counter. You guys don't have to text it. We're all good. Um. Oh yeah. And by the way, fourteen thirty. The buzz. Apparently, there's some driller baseball today. So if you um, if you lose us, you can always have the Ref app. Simply search K R E F in the App Store. You can ding, find ding, us anywhere. Ding. K-R-E-F. Um, all right, so I promised a couple of text messages. This on baseball from Colin Casey. Oh, your baseball had an impressive weekend, and that schedule is more than favorable to make a run. Could be a fun couple of months. Oh, and we have breaking news on baseball. Breaking news. The O-U-O-R-U game has been canceled for tonight. Closed. Closed. So, no diamond sports tonight. Huh. Softball canceled at Wichita State University. Baseball uh, canceled against ORU. If you had tickets for tonight's game, they can be exchanged for any of the individual games during this weekend's home series against Kansas. You know, can I also add this? I love what's happening this weekend here in Norman with both Kansas teams being here. I wish that, and I don't know what the SEC looks like, but I feel like this should happen more often. I really do. It'd be cool. And I only know of one time, one time, whenever baseball and softball have been in the same place in the same weekend. And that was when uh, the spring game when Kyler Murray took the Jets. So what, what would that be, the 20, 2018 spring game? OU softball was in Austin when OU baseball was in Austin. I got to call a Saturday game for OU Texas. But I think it's – I mean, I you would think it just makes budgetary sense, right? Both Kansas baseball and softball are here this weekend. So, no baseball tonight, OU, ORU canceled. No softball tonight, OU, Wichita State canceled. And it looks like the Tulsa game tomorrow night – for OU softball is in peril as well. We'll recap it all next with the top five stories of the day.